0: yeah Vegas baby Vegas it is the even money podcast presented by DraftKings America's number one rated sports book app I'm Ross Tucker former NFL offensive lineman you can see behind me for those of you that watch at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL played for the then Washington Redskins Dallas Cowboys Buffalo Bills doing the Patriots and I don't even really count the Cleveland Browns I don't even really, it was like a month I try to just block that memory away. Anyway, I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I mentioned the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Those of you that don't like to write down all of the bets that Steve and I make on this show, become patrons, become tuckheads, patreon.com slash RT Media. Our guy, Sean Grady. The Australian sensation posts them on our private Slack channel every single week. So you can see it all right there in black and white. Got a bunch of different podcasts, but you guys know that. Busy day today. Raw soccer Football Podcast, Power Rankings. College Draft Podcast, now against the spread. And are going to do the Fantasy Beast Podcast today as well. Very, very busy day in podcast land, let us get to Steve Fezzik, the real star of the show, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of Professional Football Gambling. He is the Westgate Casino two-time winner, the Super Contest. Check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. He's the man. He's our math guy. He knows all the numbers. And we will dive right into it. How are you, Steve? I'm excellent, Ross. Happy early Thanksgiving. Likewise, do you typically do better or worse Thanksgiving week or on the Thanksgiving Day games? I have gotten crushed
1: on Thanksgiving along with many pros over the last 10 years. Here's why only three games on the board, typically steamorama on the favorites, and the favorites have done very well on Thanksgiving. So if you're just taking rogue numbers on the dogs, you've gotten cream the last 10 years. I wonder why that is. I don't know if it's just a small sample size or whether there's something about the bright lights, uh, primetime games that the favorites are ultra-motivated Thanksgiving Day.
0: Interesting. Okay, well, let's dive into what we did last week. And what a classic week in terms of bet allocation, Steve. Out of my six bets against the spread, I went three and three. Guess what? All three losses were two unit bets. All three wins were one unit bets. You gotta be kidding me, Steve. Brutal. Hey, there's a one in 64 chance that that was gonna happen, Ross. You gotta expect that, right? (laughs) Oh, man. Here's my question. You rarely make two unit bets. I mean, I'm sorry, you rarely make one unit bets. You're almost always two units. I have a lot more one unit bets in there. Is that a mistake by me? Why is that? Why are you so so usually two units? Not a mistake at
1: all. I've just I figure if I don't have enough confidence in a play to put two units on it, I probably shouldn't be putting anything on it. And it just simplifies the record keeping a lot of times to not, um, you know, have these small plays that really, in the in the long run,
0: probably, probably aren't going to amount to anything in terms of wins or losses. Interesting. All right. So last week, Cardinals game. I had the Cardinals getting three and a half points. They lost 28-21. That stunk. Neither one of us had anything in the Browns and Eagles. Falcon Saints. I had two units on the Falcons. So did you, Steve. It was a best bet. And last week at this time, we thought Jameis Winston was going to be the quarterback. Lo and behold, ends up being Taysom Hill. Saints win 24-9. Your thoughts on that game and Taysom Hill? Could have been worse. Taysom Hill hit a 55-yard bomb that got called back for the holding
1: call. So that doesn't show up in the stats. Uh, Julio Jones goes down for Atlanta. No offense
0: without. him. Lions, Panthers, we passed Patriots, Texans. Man, this one surprised me. I was just wrong. I mean, especially early in the game, Damian Harris had one of the easiest touchdown runs I've ever seen. I thought, okay, here we go. Patriots are going to smash these guys in the run game. Didn't happen. I mean, wow. Very impressed by the Texans and disappointing the Patriots. Lost two more units there. I thought the Patriots would pick up where they left off against the Ravens. Didn't happen. Watson looked good, didn't he? Throwing
1: darts. So, um, a Houston team that, um, despite being out of it, continues
0: playing hard. Yeah, you had them as one of your two team teasers. You had teased the Texans up to eight and a half and the Chargers down to minus two and a half. So, that two unit two team teaser came through for you, Steve, which is awesome. Next game was Steelers Jags. Steelers were laying nine and a half. I almost never do this, but I laid a unit on the Steelers. They win 27 to three. You lean that way. Bengals Washington. Uh, Bengals were getting one and a half. I had them with the Packers on a two team teaser. I teased them up to minus seven and a half or plus seven and a half, I should say. Bengals were plus one and a half. And they cover that easily, Steve, if if Burrow doesn't get hurt. That stunk. Did
1: stink. The Bengals led the yardage like 250 to 125. They had about a 2 to 1 yardage edge. They had the lead 9 to 7 the rest of the way after the hated Ryan Finley comes in. 17 yards for the Bengals, 199 for Washington.
0: It totally changed the game. Wait a minute. They had 17 yards the rest of the game? I know it didn't seem like that many to me, but yes, 17 yards. That was actually one of my big takeaways, and I said this on the Ross Tucker podcast, just how important backup quarterbacks are. I mean, you either have a guy that gives you a chance to win the game or you don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's immense, absolutely immense. So that lost my teaser because the Packers came through for me easily. So Burrow getting hurt cost me two units. That's a four-unit swing, which stinks. Titans-Ravens. I had the Titans getting six and a half points. One unit. They win outright. Wow. In overtime. Uh, Dolphins-Broncos. You had two units on the Broncos, Steve, and two units on the under. They both came through. Four units in one game. Take a bow, my friend. Yeah, two up. All of those
1: fluky touchdowns in his first three starts, and it didn't materialize this game. And if you look at the last four games, Dolphins only getting 4.3 yards per play. NFL average 5.6. So Dolphins, lots of scoring, but a very much below average offense with two up.
0: Jets, Chargers. I took the Jets getting eight and a half. They lose 34-28. So the Jets covered for me. Then we get to uh, the rest of the games, we didn't have anything. Packers-Colts was part of my two-team teaser. Um, I take that back. You had the Bengals-Packers as a teaser as well, Steve. That was a best bet for us, that lost. So I guess we were 0-2 for 2 on our best bets, which really stinks. Again, uh, all because Joe Burrow got hurt. Uh, then you get Packers-Colts. You had the Packers in two teasers, which were both good. Unfortunately, in the next game, you had the Vikings in a two-team teaser, teased down to minus two against the Cowboys, and they lose outright 31-28. Cowboys look better. I'll give them credit. Andy Dalton gave him a chance to win.
1: No doubt about it. Zeke actually played a good game. He has just been lacking in explosiveness, I still say whenever I watch the Cowboys, Pollard's the better running back. I mean, he looks quicker on his feet, looks like the better pass catcher, and a
0: testimony to why never give a big contract to a running back. Well, it certainly seems like he's got a little more juice. That's for sure. And it does make it seem like they didn't need to spend that much money on Zeke. Chiefs, Raiders, um, neither one of us had anything there. We both leaned to the Chiefs. They didn't cover. And then Rams, Bucks again, nothing there. So, for the week, Steve, you were up one unit. I was down five units. That stinks. For our best bets, we were 0 for 2. The Falcons and that two-team teaser with the Bengals, unfortunately. For the year, I am only up ten units now. You are up three units. At least we're still both in the black. And our strike rate on our best bets is down to 52%. 16 wins, 15 losses. We need a big Thanksgiving Day week, Brian.
2: Well, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Uh, Ross, let's start off with the first game on Thursday. The Houston Texans, they are three-point favorites at the Detroit Lions or the Detroit Lions. 51 is our total.
0: You know, it is interesting. It feels like historically the Lions play some of their best football on Thanksgiving. And by the way, all of these lines, as always, are presented by DraftKings. And I'll tell you this much, Steve. I was on a different show, and they were asking me something else. And other places, the Texans are are laying two and a half. That's a big difference between two and a half and three. It's three on DraftKings, which is the sports book of record. For this show and this segment, the one we use, I'm going to lay it. I'm going to lay it. Two units. I think Deshaun Watson's playing awesome. I think the Lions are kind of a disaster. They've lost three out of the last four games by 14 points or more. I know they play better on Thanksgiving. I don't care. I am taking the Texans, laying the three points, two units. Yeah, I'm not so sure that they play better on Thanksgiving.
1: I'll do a little research on that going back the last 10, 20 years, um, because I know they've had plenty of stinkers along the way as well. You know, we did a little research at pregame.com. We got a a guy from Yale, so he must be good. Mackenzie Rivers does this for us. And he researched Thursday games, and he found two key trends. One is when a team has to travel on the road more than 850 miles, so that's the case here, they do lousy the road team. Uh, like 39% against the spread. The second key trend is if you look at Thursday games, senior quarterbacks cover more than 60% of the time versus junior quarterbacks. So if there's a five-year difference in age, you want to bet on the old guy against the young guy. This makes sense to me because the savvy veteran is more able to handle the short week and the nuances of that. So that would land you on Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions, both of those trends, I can't do it though. Now, after what I saw against Carolina, without Galladay, without Swift at running back, this Detroit team, and I don't know about Stafford's thumb being 100%. I want no part of Detroit because of that. I pass the game.
2: Steve, the second game, the second of three games, would be the Washington football team, and they are getting three points at the Dallas Cowboys with a total of 46.
1: All right. My gut says this is going to be a close to the vest, close game. All of a sudden, both these teams are are in uh, contention, and I think they both know it. They both could make the playoffs. I think they're both energized, and given that, I think that they're going to play this one a little bit like a playoff game and possibly both teams get a little
0: conservative. I'm going to go under the 46-2 units. Interesting, Steve. I I hadn't really thought of it that way. Um, Yeah, I I was kind of impressed with how Dallas played the other day. However, I, I don't, and I don't think Washington deserved to win the game. I think they were lucky that Burrow got hurt. I don't want to lay three and a half, though, because I do think this is a, a lower scoring, you know, 20 to 17, 23-20, something like that sort of game. Um, and they both did have defenses play better. You know what, Steve? I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna go. Two units on the under 46 as well. I think that's a good call by you. I don't think these offense are going to have big games. Let's do a best bet under 46. I think it's a low-scoring game. The best bet.
2: The Thursday night game, the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers uh, laying four points with a total of 45.
0: Yep, and I'm going to be there. Uh, Really looking forward to it. Get a chance to just drive to Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving after some family time, which is terrific. For those of you listen to other shows, my schedule changed during the day today. Uh, You know, the the Ravens COVID stuff is interesting. There's some uncertainty as to, you know, who's going to all be available. We know that J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram were placed on the COVID list. They will not be available. I still just call it a hunch, Steve. I think Baltimore is desperate. I think that not having Dobbins and Ingram will change the offense a little bit for Pittsburgh, you know, in terms of what Baltimore will do. Pittsburgh's been great. I don't think they're going undefeated. I think Baltimore is desperate. I'll put two units on the Ravens getting the four and a half points. I'm going to lean Pittsburgh here. I just think there's too many
1: disruptions for Baltimore offensively. So uh, if you go back to last year, what, Yonda, one of their linemen, retires. Then this year, Stanley, their best lineman, gets injured. Another lineman gets injured as well. Their best blocking tight end, Boyle, gets injured. And now two of the three running backs aren't going to play. And this is a team that relies so much, you know, on pounding the rock. And now they only have Gus Edwards. Uh, Ross, I just think it's too much in terms of the continuity of the offense with all those guys out. I'll lean Pittsburgh.
2: All right, Steve. This Sunday we go. We'll start with the Las Vegas Raiders at the Atlanta Falcons. And the Raiders, three-point favorites in this one, total 55.5.
1: Very interesting. So the Atlanta had a stinker last week. Julio Jones got hurt. I don't know if he's going to play with a hamstring. I'm still going to lean to Atlanta. And it's all about line value. The look-ahead line on this game was pick 'em last week. Raiders played very well. I upgraded them. Atlanta played poorly. I downgraded them. But I still think it's a good spot for Atlanta. And certainly last week's efforts have been reflected in this line with the Falcons catching three points. That was an all-in game for Vegas. And I got to question their energy level traveling across the country. Give me a unit on Atlanta plus the three.
0: Wow, that's interesting, Steve. Um, I can't do that. I think this line is about right. I think the Raiders are the better team. Was not impressed at all by the Falcons. In fact, very disappointed by them in New Orleans. Thought they'd play better off of a bye. Thought they had some momentum going with Raheem Morris. I would lean to the Raiders laying the three points in this one. I won't actually do it, but I would lean that way. I also would lean towards telling all of you that Fanatics is the official shop for National Lacrosse League fan gear. Whoever you root for, wherever you live. Here's the deal, okay? Whether you love lacrosse, like my nephew and nieces do, and they're so into the National Lacrosse League, or you just love cool gear, either way, you got to check out the NLL merch. So, I am a Philadelphia Wings guy. That's my squad, right? I'm from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I like the Philadelphia Wings. But the Calgary Roughnecks, their logo, that guy is so awesome. The Roughneck with the the stick in his hand, like he's like a, a lumberjack, absolutely awesome. And you get all their gear from Fanatics. Fanatics is the only place to buy official National Lacrosse League fan gear. Do what I did and get yours in time for the upcoming season. Save 25% when you use my promo code EVENMONEY at shopNLL.com slash EVENMONEY. That's shopNLL.com slash EVENMONEY, promo code EVENMONEY, to get 25% off. Shop NLL National League. slash even money promo code even money. All
2: right, next game, Ross. The Arizona Cardinals are uh, favored by two and a half points at the New England Patriots. Forty nine and a half is our total.
0: Yeah, and this is a uh, this is one of the the teaser legs that I like for this week. I'm going to tease the Patriots up to eight and a half. I don't know that they'll win the game. I don't think they're going to lose by more than one score to the Arizona Cardinals. I think New England will be very competitive in this game. thought about just taking New England in the points, but I'm so disgusted by their performance against the Texans. I'll just tease New England up to plus 8.5, and I am going to pair that with the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are favored by 8.5, against the Chicago Bears, I'll tease them down to minus two-and-a-half. They might not cover eight-and-a-half, but they're not losing to the Bears. Teasing them down to minus two-and-a-half. So Patriots up to eight-and-a-half, Packers down to minus two-and-a-half is my one two-unit, two-team teaser this week. I'm going to take the total of this game. I'm going to go over the 49 and a half for two units.
1: You know, I was watching New England-Houston, and I was like, why didn't I play that game over? New England's had these bad weather games most recently against um, Baltimore. And in good weather, sh- the game should be higher scoring now. Somehow, the New England-Houston game stayed under. I still don't know how. And I think that's giving us value on this total. I know Arizona is a dead-not-over team that plays fast. I'm going to go over 49-and-a-half,
2: two units. Steve, the Giants and the Bengals. Giants favored by five and a half, forty two and a half the total.
1: Holy line move. So the Giants were catching two and a half nine days ago on the look ahead line. Now the Giants are laying five and a half. So an eight point adjustment. You know, I just for quarterback alone, Ryan Finley, I have as a five and a half point adjustment. So not eight. However, I can see it here. Talk about a dream crusher, even a franchise crusher. The word is the Bengals can't protect their um, franchise player. It's a disaster. Uh, Zach Taylor being called out for too many passes. And so because of that, normally when you have the, the big star of a team going down, a team oftentimes rallies. I'm not sure that happens in this case with the Bengals. Ryan Finley was a disaster last year when Andy Dalton sat down. I passed the game.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm torn on this one. I think Ryan Finley's really bad. But I also worry a little bit that there's like a letdown by the Giants coming off a bye. They, favor, they fire the offensive line coach. Now they're playing the Bengals without Joe Burrow. Uh, I'll just put one unit on the Giants laying the five and a half because I think that they're a much better team at this point. But I'm a little bit nervous, like I said, about some of those factors. So one unit, the Giants laying five and a half points against the Bengals.
2: Next game, it's the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cleveland, six and a half point favorites. And 49 is the total, Ross.
0: Right. So this is a game I'm going to stay away from at DraftKings um, because I don't like the uncertainty with the Jags quarterback position. I, it sounds like it might be Minshew. I don't know, Steve. If you have any insight there, but I'm a little bit nervous about the Minshew sort of giving them a boost factor after Luton was so bad last week that I'm just going to stay away from this. I would lay the points with Cleveland. That would be my lean, but I feel like Minshew might have a backdoor cover and a Miles Garrett's out again.
1: Yeah, you nailed it. If Luton went again, absolutely, Cleveland is the play. Um, Minshew is questionable. We'll have to see as the week develops. I would, I would bet Cleveland at minus seven or less if Minshew can't go. All
2: right, Steve, the Minnesota Vikings, they are at home. They are favored by four against the Carolina Panthers with a total of 48 and a half.
1: Yeah. What a performance by Carolina last week, shutting out Detroit. But I think more of that was about the Lions offense than the Carolina defense, Minnesota disappointing loss, which probably puts them out of the playoffs last week against Dallas. My power ratings only make it three, but I'm not betting Carolina. There's only two teams in the NFL that have not had a bye Carolina and Tampa Bay. And with it being Thanksgiving, that's really tough to go that long in a season without a buy Ross. You ever have a season. So I'm passing this game. You ever have a season where you had like the latest buy. And do you remember it at all having implications on it?
0: I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember one year having the earliest buy you could possibly have. I don't remember having one where it was the latest. So I I, I love to give some insight there, but I don't I don't remember that. Um, so unfortunately, I can't chime in there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the game. I would lean Carolina though. I, no matter who the quarterback is, I would lean Carolina and the points. You got the points, and you've got Adam Thielen on the COVID list. I would lean Carolina in that one.
2: Next game, Ross, Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Titans are getting four from the Colts with a total of fifty and a half.
0: So um here's the deal. I I like the Titans. Pretty much my same logic as last week. I think it's a toss-up game. I think this game could go either way. You're gonna give me four points. I'll take them. It's really that simple. Two units, Titans. That was impressive against Baltimore. They know what they need to do against Indianapolis. I didn't think Indianapolis really was that great against Green Bay. Um, Two units, Tennessee Titans catching the four. And I agree. Two units on the Tennessee Titans. That's a
1: best bet, Bri. The best bet. The one thing I really like about Vrabel, when I'm watching a game, so often I'm like, oh, these coaches have no idea what they're doing. And I watch Vrabel, and like everything he does, I agree with, typically. And look last week against Baltimore. Four minutes left in the second quarter. Midfield, it's fourth and seven. It's going to be the last possession if they punt, and Baltimore's probably going to drive down and get points. Maybe a field goal. Maybe – Maybe not, but uh, the bottom line is the Tennessee Titans fake a punt and they get a first down and they get wind up getting the last score of the first half. It's such an obvious great spot. And the reason being is with four minutes left, that's going to be the last possession. So it was the perfect spot to call the fake punt. And so many of these coaches are unaware of stuff like that. And Vrabel always seems to be aware. And I don't know if it's in the point spread. Now I get it. Indy just rolled these guys two weeks ago. But part of that was the idiot punter gifting them 14 points. So misleading final on Thursday somewhat because of special teams. I'm on the dog here. Plus the four, Titans get their revenge.
2: The Los Angeles Chargers, Steve, at the Buffalo Bills. Bills, five-and-a-half point favorites. 53 and a half is the total.
1: All right, it's a high total, but I think it's going to be a shootout. The, let's face it, when the Jets can score against you – Anyone can score against you. And the Chargers can, you know, put up points. The Bills' defense, very much a disappointment. Bills' offense is fine. I'm going to go over 53 and a half, two units.
0: Interesting. Yeah, this game's a a pass for me. I I guess I would lean towards laying the points with the Bills. The Chargers, it's unbelievable. Herbert's awesome. They had a lot of good players. And they barely beat the Jets. Like, they could have lost to the Jets. It's absolutely crazy. I'll just lean Buffalo here with the five-and-a-half-point spread laying it at DraftKings.
2: Ross, the next game, it's the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. The Dolphins favored by six-and-a-half in New York or in New Jersey, 44-and-a-half total.
0: Yeah, I actually think the Dolphins are a pretty good uh, teaser leg here, teasing them down to just laying half a point if you want to consider that because then they're going to win the game. I just don't have faith that they're going to cover the spread starting Tua again. He did not look good against the Broncos. So um, I would lean towards laying the points with the Dolphins, but it's just a lean. Yeah, I'm going to pass this game
1: to uh, maybe not 100%, and he's going to play. And part of the reason he's going to play is I don't think that the Dolphins brass want Fitzmagic to be able to just feast off of that Jets defense and now you got a quarterback controversy. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the game with two us starting.
2: Steve, the New Orleans Saints are laying five and a half points at the Denver Broncos with a total of 43 and a half.
1: So I'll pass this one. Denver looked very impressive last week. Um, you know, Taysom Hill did not look good in the stats. But like I said, when I was watching the game, he did a lot of things I really did like, and specifically in one bomb that he threw perfectly, 55, 60-yard touchdown, and it got called back. And so there's 60 yards that go off of his passing stats that um, really should be there because the penalty had nothing to do with the play. Whenever I'm watching a game like an NFL Rewind or live, I always try to make notations of, of one plays that changed the story of a player's bottom line.
0: I'll go ahead and lean just a little bit to New Orleans. Uh, Yeah, I think I would lean New Orleans as well, but now that there's a whole game of Taysom Hill, and I, Vic Fangio is a good D coordinator, man. Vic Fangio comes up with some pretty good plans. It's just a lean for me with New Orleans laying the five and a half.
2: Next game, Ross, the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams where the Niners are getting seven in this one, and the total is 45.
0: Yeah, that line seems about right to me. Um, that's probably just about where I would have it. So I don't have an edge there either way. I guess um, I would I would lay it with the Rams. Just I, I like Sean McVay. He is so good. Plus, you've got a situation where the Niners now Trent Williams test positive for COVID, so he's out. Their backup left tackle's been a disaster. So it'll just be a lean for me with the Rams laying the seven.
1: I'm going to pass the game. The power ratings make Rams eight and a half in my number, but I don't want any part of the spot. Specifically, the Rams get the home run. Um, victory, upset victory. Now a short week against a team off of a bye, so that certainly favors the Niners. I pass.
2: Steve, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kansas City favored by three and a half. Uh, total is 55 and a half.
1: Yeah, what a disappointment by Tampa Bay last night and Brady. I know that that was a very close game, but it sure didn't feel like it. It felt like the Rams were the better team the entire way. Um, normally, I would look to fade Kansas City, who wrapped up the division with the big win against the Raiders. But Kansas City is still a game behind Pittsburgh for the number one seed and that bye in the AFC. And because of that, I'm going to go ahead and pass
0: yeah i'm with you um i'm gonna pass this one as well i don't even have really a strong lean one way or the other this is about i mean if anything i guess i i kind of feel like kansas city should be laying more points than this um so i guess i i would lean with the um i would lean kansas city laying the points sunday night
2: football ross chicago bears at the green bay packers where the packers are laying eight and a half points with a total of
0: forty-five. So um, I've got the uh, I've got the Packers down teased down a minus two and a half in the uh, two-team teaser with New England Patriots I talked about earlier. I, I would be very surprised if the Packers lost that game. I think it's a close, competitive. I mean, I think the Packers win the game. Maybe the Bears are able to go ahead and, and cover the number, but not if you tease it down to minus two and a half.
1: You know, I think it's such a good teaser to play the Packers. I got to tease Green Bay. I really struggled to find another game I liked to tease. So let me take two units, Green Bay and the teaser, and I'll back up the board and I'll take the much despised Cleveland Browns to just beat Jacksonville for my second leg, two-team teaser, uh, two units.
2: Final game, Monday night football. It's the Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Seahawks, five and a half point favorites on the road with a total of 51.
1: Interesting. So Seattle's had ten days to prepare, and that would be nice advantage to Seattle. Money keeps coming on Philly each and every week. They don't perform on the field, however, whence just absolutely atrocious two for 10 on third down conversions week before zero for nine, the horrible pick six in the wind um, or rather in the rain against Cleveland. It is Seattle's third long road trip. Last four games, they had to go to Buffalo and they had to go to the Rams. So that's a negative, but I think that the uh, extra time that since they got to play Thursday, now Monday probably
0: mitigates all that. I'll have a small lean Seattle Monday night football. Yeah, I think that's the direction I would go. Eagles are in a bad way right now, man. I mean, I'm not going to bet it, but my lean would be Seattle minus the five. Carson Wentz just does not look comfortable at all, and I don't have a lot of faith that the Eagles are going to come through on Monday night, although they've won their primetime games this year for whatever that's worth. That'll do it, by the way. For this week's Even Money podcast, check out Steve at Sports. On Twitter, that's the key. You can get all of Steve's other picks, his prop bets, his other sports, everything. But you got to follow him on Twitter to know how to get those, at Fezzik Sports. That's the key. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Other than that, uh, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money.